1: For Bridget Price, the road to love was not so straightforward. Bridgie, I forbid you from marrying that spendthrift youth, Miles Carr.
0: What the devil is that?
2: I'm setting up an M50 video account on my mobile cellular telephone, thus procuring a discount on the M50 highway toll path.
1: Very prudent, Mister Carr. It seems I've misjudged you. Eflow presents accounts and accountability. Pay your tolls automatically and get a discount with a free M50 video tolling account at eflow.ie.
2: Lightning fans, you found the right show for everything you need to know about your favorite team in the NHL. It's the Lightning Insider Podcast with Eric Erlandson. Get ready for insight, historical perspective, interviews, and breaking news that comes from a reporter insider who's got near 20 years on the Tampa Bay Lightning beat. Now for the latest with the Lightning, here's Eric. Hello, welcome back to lightninginsider.com, the podcast edition Eric Rollinson here from lightninginsider.com with some thoughts. After Thursday's wildly entertaining and ultimately disappointing game against the Buffalo Sabres, they fall 6-5 in overtime to the Sabres in a back-and-forth, wild, wacky affair that had missed calls, missed passes, bad saves... Bad goaltending, bad defense, a lot of offense. If you liked offense, this was a game for you because there were plenty of that. 11 combined goals in this one. Uh, let's start with um, the mistakes. This, this was ultimately a game of just disastrous mistakes on Tampa Bay's part. Uncharacteristic mistakes as well is you know as this team over the past number of years you know you you tend to get into games like this sometimes uh, a lot of times they end up happening early in the year you're not maybe used to seeing these type of of games in february but they happen where it's just a complete not a complete it's it's a breakdown on on a more than a few levels Because when was the last time you saw the Lightning give up this many, not just odd man rushes, but breakaways? Buffalo scored three breakaway goals tonight. Three of them. And a two-on-one. There's four of the goals right there. Bad defensive reads. Bad routes. You had a, a, a minor bump between teammates at center ice trying to glove down a puck, open up a, a, a lane. You had Buffalo scoring right after, and the Lightning would score. I mean, this is very atypical of Tampa Bay Lightning hockey. We just don't see that from this team. And Buffalo, this Sabres team is not the same team the Lightning saw in November. I mean, Rasmus Dahlin is having the type of year you expect a number one overall pick to have. He's been great. He was great tonight. Tage Thompson has turned into a legit all-star number one center. They have Owen Power on the back end, another number one overall pick on defense. You know, they're, they're starting to get some of the fruits of their labor in terms of their draft picks and you know Thompson was the centerpiece of the deal that sent Ryan O'Reilly to St. Louis it feels like it was a long time ago because it was but he's really finally starting to fulfill the promise And, and this team can score goals they're among the highest scoring teams in the league and what you have to do against a team like that is not let them feel good about the puck on their stick and when you're going to give those type of guys odd man looks there's a chance you're going to get burned by him 100 of the time even when you've got andre Vasilevsky behind you and maybe sometimes this team relies on that too much maybe sometimes they think if they make a mistake he's going to bail them out most of the time he does tonight he didn't i mean it's it's rare you're going to see Andre Vasilevsky beaten three times on a breakaway in a year, <laughs> well, let alone a game, right? He's just he's just so hard to beat on breakaways. And tonight he got beat twice by Tage Thompson, and then of all players, Ilya Labushkin in overtime uh, on a on a breakaway uh, on a lightning power play. I, they had a chance to to rescue two points out of this game. A, you get a power play with six seconds to go at the end of regulation. Carries over into a four on three. Now, here's, here's my one criticism about the Lightning power play in this situation. I don't know why when you have a Victor Hedman, you don't use a Victor Hedman in this scenario. Because they use four forwards. It's Anthony Sorelli, Brayden Point, Stephen Stamkos, and Nikita Kucherov. Those are your four forwards. And I understand the mentality. We, we like our, our four guys to finish the job for us here in a four-on-three situation because you're not expecting to give up a breakaway. Now, that breakaway happened because Steven Stamkos was hooked, fell down, lost the puck, And then Nikita Kucherov is looking for a call from the officials instead of understanding and recognizing the situation and at least putting himself in position to try and defend that. And he didn't. So again, breakdown in the thought process and the mentality. And uh, and that's how you get a game like this. But they get a point out of a game where you're trailing by two goals entering the third period, is 4-2 you make it 4-3 and then you fall behind 5-3, so you're behind by two goals twice in the third period and you come back and you tie the game, Ross Colton ties the game with the power play after Anthony Sorelli had made it 5-4 so it's it's we, we focus too much on the negative a lot and certainly in today's social media age, the negative is the only thing that comes across. So there tends to be sometimes, I think, too much focus on those aspects. Because they did come back from two two goal deficits in the third period to gain a point. There's not a lot of teams in this league that can do that. Even in today's game, where offense is up, not too many teams are going to do that. And then the Lightning had a chance to... I mean, Eric Comrie, who was not really good himself, had a couple of big saves in the third period. He had a massive stop on Brandon Hagel in front. And then on Nikita Kucherov rebound chance when the game was 5-5. So it's not all negative. It's just there are aspects about this game that you're not going to like just talked about the mistakes that led to the odd man rushes and the breakaways, the breakdowns in defense. After the game, John Cooper talked about the old Tampa Bay mentality where we want to get our points came into it because this was another game on home ice with a lightning score to the opening two minutes and 30 seconds of a game. I think we're up to 10 now. 10 of those games this year where the Lightning have scored in the opening two and a half minutes of a game. And they were playing playing well. They were structured. They were defending well. Buffalo had the puck, but the Lightning weren't letting them do anything with it. Bad break on, on the tying goal in the first period. It was credited to Zemzes Gergensen's. And it was the first... It ended up being officially the first shot on goal for Buffalo in the period. And and then the second period breakdown by both teams. I mean, both teams are going to come out of this game wondering how they play defense. Tampa Bay should be more prepared for it because that's been part of who they are over the past couple of years where Buffalo is still this team that you know they want to they want to score goals. And if they make the playoffs, we'll see how that works. We we know from firsthand experience how it worked for the Lightning. But that's the type of team that Buffalo is. But in particular on the Lightning here, you know, you've got a stretch of 7 games that started with this one tonight against teams looking to get into the playoffs or solidify their spot in the playoffs. Buffalo tonight. Detroit on Saturday. Pittsburgh on Sunday. You host Florida on Tuesday. You host um, Pittsburgh on Thursday. And then you're at Buffalo and you're at Carolina. Those are the next seven games, including this one tonight. And you know, you, you want to have your game at a situation where you're creating good habits, right? The points matter. The points are always paramount. But you just want to continue to develop good habits. And this was a game where there were not enough good habits. And that's where this team gets into trouble.
1: August Kegerfreider Ladinna er bit on flu a Deidak sie ave in a Hinestrom Huschok de Lani. skapin virus a la lani 2 2 in virus no on lu gheska ogne gadinna. Shene on fol grafe de Lani ider do Augustoye vaccine flu aol seranashke inish. Doktor A3 spray shroina ogus kurinche cosent hoalt ogus efach tak on flu er foil. Mar shenno wieg ein wil ert. Kur quinis in ourele de Gukter Pileg no le de hugashor ogus cosen de highleg on flu. olish er HC punkai e always had this fantasy that there's something else out there for me one of the best science fiction films of the year
2: i don't want a robot living with my wife
1: starring saoirse ronan paul meskel and aaron pierre do you really want to leave her here all alone day after day from visionary filmmaker garth davis based on the book by best-selling author ian reed i encourage you to use this opportunity to act on your instincts foe Whatever we decide, we'll be together. Exclusively in Cinemers October 20,
2: rated 15A. Don't be left out. Make sure you subscribe to the Lightning Insider on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and anywhere else where podcasts are found. Now, here again is Eric. We're a little over a week away by the time you listen to this. It is a week away from the trade deadline. Some moves obviously made. I talked about the Ryan O'Reilly Nolachari deal to Toronto. Boston picks up Dmitry Orlov and Garnet Hathaway from Washington in a trade. The Rangers, who have already picked up Vladimir Tarasenko and added Tyler Mott. Now there's some discussion and whispers that potentially they might actually still get Patrick Kane from Chicago. The East is loading up. And I don't know what the Lightning can do to improve themselves to that extent. And and not that you have to quote-unquote keep up with the Joneses here. You, You can't ever, as a general manager, make that approach. You can't react to Toronto making a deal. You can't react to Boston making a deal or the Rangers making a deal. Or if Carolina's going to make a deal. You can't react to that. You have to take a look at things from more of an analytical perspective. And this front office staff is one of the best in the league at doing that. To try and determine what makes us a better team, regardless of who we play. And I just don't know. Hey, look, Julian proved us wrong last year, right? Went out and got Brandon Hagel and Nick Paul. But those are tough deals for him to pull off because it's going to take somebody off your roster to make a deal, right? The Bruins and adding Orlov and Hathaway only had to move Craig Smith, who they weren't thrilled with anyway. You know, the Rangers aren't giving up much in terms of the type of players that they gave up to get Tarasenko, they didn't have to give up any of their top prospects. They didn't have to give up a Capo uh, uh, Kapokhin. They didn't have to give up uh, an Alexis Lafreniere, right? And now they're potentially looking to add maybe Patrick Kane. And again, I don't know because this is a this is almost a Marty St. Louis to the Rangers situation where. The player might only give the GM one team he wants to go to, and then you have to make the best deal that you can make work. And, and kudos to Steve Eiserman for getting a Ryan Callahan and a first-round draft pick out of that trade. Right? So we'll, we'll see what he has. I I still think they need a depth defenseman. I You know, Zach Bogosian didn't play in this game tonight. He was out for what the team... Uh, determined to be personal reasons, uh, you know, a personal matter that he's uh, attending to. I still don't think this team is deep enough defensively, and, and I saw somebody say, this team misses Ryan McDonough. Well, no kidding. <laughs> the moment Ryan McDonough was traded, it was you knew that they were going to miss Ryan McDonough. You do not replace... A Ryan McDonough, and there's certainly nobody on the roster that replaces a Ryan McDonough. It just doesn't happen. You're, Ryan McDonough is not riding in here on a white horse. You have to make do with the players that you have and the defense that you have. And, and again, let's say they add a Luke Shen. How big of an upgrade is that? Over what they currently have, because, and and I and I love Luke Shen. I thought he was, he played an important role, on the back-to-back Stanley Cup championship teams. But he was he was not a regular in the lineup. Right now, their defense was much deeper. Right, you had McDonough. You still had Braden Coburn. You had Kevin Shattenkirk here, uh, at least in twenty twenty. Right, so you had players that you know maybe kind of kept him down a little bit on the depth chart, but like, is he a is he a massive improvement? I don't I don't know, and I don't know that there's anybody out there that you can say is the missing piece to this team because they just don't have the cap space nor the assets to pull something like that off. So everybody coming at me after this game or you know some that do about you know making a trade and the lighting have to react to that it's not that simple you know and here's another thing I I saw floating around the wonders of the intranet maybe they can trade Nemestikov for Barbashev okay why would St. Louis make that deal why would St. Louis make that deal Mestikov is a pending unrestricted free agent. So you just traded one unrestricted free agent for another. What is St. Louis gaining out of that deal? The Lightning don't have a first-round draft pick this year or next year. They don't have a second-round draft pick this year. So if it gets into a situation to where multiple teams are inquiring about a particular player, the Lightning don't have the assets to you know get into a bidding war to get into that type of a situation. And I've gotten off topic here, run off on a little bit of a tangent uh, in in regards to this game Uh, because it it is a reaction off of the game, especially from a lot of fans out there. But we'll see how they react in the next one. This team is, again, historically pretty good at correcting their game at fixing what went wrong in one game and addressing it in the next. Point streak continues though. that so 16 straight games at the point. 14-0 and 2. Haven't lost in regulation on home ice since December the 6th. Again, came back from down two goals two separate times in the third period and found a way to get a point. Not every game, again, this is why we love sports, because nothing is ever scripted, right? Nothing is ever scripted. You can't sit here and say this is how the game is going to play out. You can predict it, but you're never going to accurately 100% say this is the game the game is going to go so many different things going to it. And this is why we love sports. It's not scripted. And I would have bet, eh, that's a bad term. I knew Buffalo was going to come out tonight with a determined effort. Because let's face it, over the last two or three years, they have had it handed to them by the Lightning. Absolutely handed to them. On many different levels. Whether it was the Mikhail Zorgachev, jake McCabe fight a couple years ago. On the scoreboard. Even earlier this year. In the first two meetings this year, the Sabres had leads in the third period. Couldn't hold on to them. And the first one here in Tampa, that was Nick Perdix's first career goal. Ended up being the game winner after Buffalo... Took a one-goal lead early in the third. The Lightning came back and scored two more to take the lead. Empty netter at the end. The game in Buffalo. Same thing. Sabres came out and scored twice in the third period of a tie game. I think that one was 5-3 as well. And the Lightning came back and tied it. And won that one in overtime. And this one they lost in overtime. So, and after getting, getting handed to them by Toronto the other night. You knew the Sabres were going to come out with a determined effort tonight. And uh, they did. And the Lightning weren't at that level after the first six or seven minutes of the game. Again, they, they did what they wanted to do in the first period. How they wanted to play. And then the game just started to slip away from them. They couldn't. They couldn't rein it back in to the point where they were playing their game. They got caught up in playing Buffalo's game. And the Lightning don't want to get into a run-and-gun situation. At least the coaching staff doesn't want that to happen. And that's kind of what happened in the latter stages of this game. And the the game kind of got away from them a little bit. They found a way to pull a point out of it. And then they'll move on to the next one. And that next one will be against Detroit on Saturday. Uh, Detroit beat the Rangers. Again, they're one of these teams. They actually climbed into a playoff spot with this win. And there's games in hand situation and everything else that's going on. But Detroit put themselves in that position tonight. With the win against the Rangers. And the Lightning haven't beaten Detroit this year. Two games, two L's. So they'll try and get it back together a little bit against the Red Wings. That's going to be an eight o'clock start on Saturday. So make sure you you check your calendar on that one. Mark the calendar for an 8 PM start. That means me and chief will be on the air at seven for the pregame skate show. Again, you listen to that on the strike 102.5 HD channel two. If you have an HD capable radio or you can stream it through the brand new lightning app you can download that on the Google Play Store for Android users and the Apple App Store for uh, Apple users iPhone users Uh, lightning radio 24-7 you can stream it through there we're on the air at 7 if you have any questions for the show by the way use that hashtag AskEE and uh, we'll we'll get a we'll slip a question in for Chief if you got it you know find me on Twitter use the AskEE hashtag, or you can send me an email, eric at lightninginsider.com. That's Eric with a K, E-R-I-K, at lightninginsider.com. If you have any questions for it, so again, the pregame skate show on at 7, lightning at Detroit at 8. We'll have the last call after that game, me and Chief, so stick around after the game as well. We'll break it down for you there. You can listen to that on 102.5 The Bone here in the Tampa market or streaming at Lightning Radio. 24-7. All right? Lightning Falls 6-5 in overtime to the Buffalo Sabres in a wildly entertaining game, unless you're a head coach and then you're not happy with it, uh, or if you're a disgruntled fan, uh, it's kind of the same situation. So, as always, uh, thanks for listening. Leave that five-star review on the Apple Store. Uh, if you listen to this on iTunes, I would appreciate that. Any feedback is always appreciated as well, and we'll talk soon.
1: always had this fantasy that there's something else out there for me one of the best science fiction films of the year
2: i don't want a robot living with my wife
1: starring saoirse ronan paul meskel and aaron pierre do you really want to leave her here all alone day after day from visionary filmmaker garth davis based on the book by best-selling author ian reed i encourage you to use this opportunity to act on your instincts foe Whatever we decide,
0: we'll be together. Exclusively in cinemas, October twenty, Rated 15A. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward.